and welcome to Clitacic Chronicles, a pleasure-positive podcast created by smile makers for people with a clitoris. This week, we are talking with artist Pink Beats, that's pink underscore beats on Instagram, with colorful and fun illustrations that she creates herself. Pink Beats shows regular human bodies doing regular things, including the things that we tend to hide or silence, like menstruation, masturbation, body hair, or disability and sex. Pink Beats does a great job at showing that everyone deserves pleasure. Let's dive in. Thank you, Christine, for joining me today. Oh, my pleasure. I was wondering if we could start with you telling us a little bit about yourself as an artist or as a person in general. Yeah, sure. Um, well, hello, I'm Christine or Pink Bits. So I'm an illustrator and a graphic designer. I'm based in Sydney, Australia. Yeah, so I've always been kind of more drawn to art that features the human body and that's where I get a lot of my inspiration from. Yeah, I just basically I try to provide as much representation as I can for people particularly marginalized bodies and marginalized experiences. I really try to capture all the bits and shapes that we've been told isn't okay or that we should hide away or that we should erase from ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I try to do through my art. Very cool. And was that a very conscious decision or were you just noticing that that was like received more and wanted more or or did you go out thinking like, this is my mission? Well, it actually started pretty innocuously. Like I've always been a creative type, always drawing. Um, and I think I was bored one night and I was like, oh, I kind of feel like drawing. Um, I wanted to draw a body. I couldn't really find what I was looking for on like Google. It wasn't, I don't know. I didn't know where to look. And so I was like, oh, fuck it. And I just kind of whipped out my phone and drew from my own nude photos. <laughs> and like, I didn't really have any art around me that I kind of resonated with. So when I finished this drawing, it wasn't amazing. It was kind of like with bootleg markers and was really rough, but I was really happy with it and I really liked it. So on a whim, I was like, oh, let's just put it on a new Instagram page with kind of like I didn't really have any grand plans. But as more people kind of like kept seeing my art and noticing my art, a lot of people had the same sentiment that they felt represented and it felt familiar and they could kind of see themselves and their bodies within what I was drawing, which really struck a chord with me because it was, you know, the exact same feeling that I felt and the empowerment that I felt. So kind of as I've been drawing more and as I've been developing my style and as it's been going along, I've been trying to represent more and more people outside of just myself. Yeah, so it's kind of been going from there. Awesome. And you kind of just touched on the inclusivity of it all. Um, and that's one thing that I was really eager to ask you about. Like, What is the biggest challenge of trying to be like authentically inclusive if there is a challenge? Yeah, well, I mean, like for me, it's more just I want to draw everyone, but I'm one person. <laughs> so sometimes I just struggle with, frankly, just time. And sometimes I feel a little bad. I'm like, oh, I haven't drawn this yet and I haven't drawn that yet. But I am one person and I'm trying to draw as many people as I can. But I find that like really interesting the idea of like authentic inclusivity and it should be but that's like something I'm noticing in like I don't know marketing at the moment like yeah. it's almost like a ploy or a device right now and it's kind of I don't know it's interesting to see because there's such a line between like authentic inclusivity and then just plain tokenism so I think that's something that people feel and people notice the difference 
especially in just like wider and bigger corporates that are kind of trying to jump on. But it's still exciting to see like more bodies represented and more experiences represented at such a mass scale, which it can only be good. But yeah, yeah, it's an interesting time. Experienced any kind of black backlash over uh, the way you draw bodies and your your mission to be as inclusive as possible. Well, I say mission, but it feels like it's just very natural thing for you. Mm, yeah, backlash wise, not too much. Like obviously, you get some bigoted comments here and there, and that kind of thing. I've mainly it's mainly been good. It's mainly been like really wholesome, and I have a really lovely community, which has been great. I have had an instance where I drew a woman masturbating and Instagram deleted it, right? which was low-key hilarious. <laughs> um, and in my, like, in my own petty backlash, I, like, re-uploaded it with an Instagram logo over the genitals. <laughs> but, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty good so far on the whole. That's so funny. I was going to ask you about social media because a lot of uh, sexual wellness brands, we, we do struggle. Like, we can't pay for ads on social media like that's out of question especially Facebook and and we have experienced ourselves Instagram taking down photos and shadow banning us and it happens like constantly so I think that's a really funny and positive way that you you react to that it's really <laughs> it was that like your only incident with social media being difficult yeah I think that's the only like official one I've had from Instagram like there's been like a couple that have been removed and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's been pretty good, but, you know, Instagram is notorious for just, like you said, shadow banning and censoring and removing posts and not really dealing with, I don't know, um, unsolicited photos sent to people, deleting people's accounts when they go to report those people. It's pretty wild. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's difficult. But you did mention how your work has managed to kind of create community, which I think is amazing. And it's it's definitely why we reached out to you because we've seen that, you know, in the comments, even the impression that your work was making on people and their lives and it obviously makes them feel really good. I can only imagine what your DMs get like. Um, <laughs> and I was just wondering if there are any like interesting stories or positive reactions or kind of relationships that you've built that you could share with us yeah my dms are wild (laughs) um yeah I feel bad I don't like get to respond to all of them just because there's so many but it's all pretty positive on the whole I get a lot of beautiful personal um messages from people you know, thanking me for my artwork or expressing a particular piece that really resonated with them or encouraged them or made them see their bodies differently and more positively than what they were doing before, which is, it's always so, yeah, it, yeah, it means a lot when I read those messages because it's instant change in someone for the better. But then like on the flip side, I also do get just like weird or creepy, strange messages (laughs) from people I had one dude message me um, with genuine concern that um, I think the message went along the lines of how does your partner fuck you if you have lots of pubic hair? Like how does he get to the hole? And I was like, oh, my God. Like I'm kind of annoyed but also feel really sorry for any potential sexual partners you might have. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so that was wild. But actually, funnily enough, 
I had a comment, I think, this morning, just this morning, that was like, stop sexualizing everything, Um, which I thought was really interesting because I think it speaks a lot to a woman's body or just a body in general, like being naked, equating to being sexual or, you know, just the sexualization of a naked body, which is like such a big problem and just it just stems into so many different areas. But yeah, like, like, yeah, I don't know. Like I purposely do draw naked bodies in joy, in pain, in everyday kind of innocuous moments just to normalize the naked body because that is just such a, yeah, prolific problem. Um, yeah. And it, it is kind of like very telling how when people like meet that with such um, like anger because women's bodies are like fetishized totally. everywhere in everything in perfume adverts on buses mm-hmm. but when there is something like the way you do it's just very normal and very real and just in their own living space and it's just quite joyful or or quite sad or like it's just real it's emotion it's mm. to strike a nerve with people way more yeah <laughs> So what what do you think from the reaction, like the positive reactions that you've had and from your own experience um, doing this? Because I can only imagine that maybe it's quite cathartic for you as well. Like for women, maybe drawing themselves or using art as a way to kind of survive, I guess, in such a society that judges women for being quite sexual or just normalizing real bodies. Like, do you have any advice for women kind of curious about using art in the way you do? Yeah, um, I'd say it's just really empowering more than anything else. It's empowering for you. It's empowering for people around you. It's almost comforting in a way. It lets you work through feelings, work through emotions, work through anger, work through whatever you want. I'd say capture your experience. Like no one's going to know your experiences, your feelings, your history, your sensations quite like you do. You've got such a individual point of view so any art that you make like it's so original and it's so important yeah I think it's just art is really powerful and really undervalued in society in general Um, it just has the ability to transform ways of thinking and to challenge things and just to move us forward really and to capture so much with you know a, a brush stroke or a pen line or pencil on paper Yeah, it has the ability to do a lot, both for the greater good and the wider good, but also just internally. That's something I I kind of notice as well about the way um, you write or speak, I guess, on your website and on on the Instagram. It feels almost a bit journalistic um, and very, very personal and very open. I was just wondering, has that been like a progress for you or is are you just quite open in general with your personal experiences? Yeah, I think I've always just kind of been a bit open. Funnily enough, like I'm a bit of an introverted soul, um, which means that I do a lot of thinking. Um, so, yeah, but I find like especially in terms of like sex positivity, I've always been a very open and like open to discussion kind of person. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not too sure why, but that's always been the case. No, it's great. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Me too. Is there anything that you've learned doing Pink Fits about like sex or sexuality that you just didn't know before? Ooh, oh, like a bit on the spot. <laughs> like I feel like I was just like not even a conscious person before. Like I discovered like the body positivity community and the self-love community and the sex positivity community like yeah there's just so much information out there and everyone is sharing and it's freaking amazing um but I think I've learned that it's not just not to be so serious if that makes sense yeah. um like there's so much to try and if like you don't like it that's fine if you're not overly sexual that's fine yeah I think like on the whole yeah I think just experimenting more honestly has been really cool but then also just like learning about things and toys and like scenes that like I might not be into my very first boyfriend in college he said to me anything you can think of there is someone who finds that like sexual there's like a fetish for it like anything and I just I think my mind just blew at that moment (laughs) as I've gotten older I've realized how true that is and how awesome that is as well and everybody is so different um and I think that's what's very special about your work is the range that you cover not just with like body types but also yeah like what people could be into and what what brings them joy thank you yeah Mm. it is really exciting it's really cool it's amazing what you do I I really think it's very very cool (laughs) um yeah, and going back to, like, the openness, um, your stickers I've seen on the website recently. I keep meaning to buy them. I am going to buy them. Um, the libido one. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of women don't talk about it as much mm. because of sexual wellness being such a huge trend um, and talks about thing at the moment. Mm. I think one thing that's getting overlooked maybe is that you know, sexuality and libido or desire rather isn't something that is like consistent or, you know, you shouldn't pressure yourself or like have that expectation of yourself. So I think it's very interesting that you've touched on that. Was that inspired by like your followers? The low libido sticker? Yeah. Yeah, that was actually inspired by like my own experience. And then I think a few followers had messaged me like, oh, I'd love you to capture like having a low libido kind of thing. So it was a bit of a mix. But, yeah, like, you're absolutely right. Like, right now, like, sexual wellness is, like, quite big. And, yeah, like, people are being overlooked, like, that do have a low libido or no libido or just aren't that sexual as people, which is cool. Yeah, like, that is definitely being overlooked. But it's also just, like, stress and the everyday or, like, depression or mental health kind of things can get in the way of libido and that's cool too and some like it's just such an ebb and flow thing like you'll have a year where you're just like switched on and then you'll have a year where it's like ah like I just don't really feel like experimenting or just or even like less than year blocks but like yeah yeah and like work that you've done like even those stickers it's just like a nod to those people going through that to say like this is okay and it's normal and you don't have to fix anything about yourself. It's just okay. where you are. And I think that's really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it is absolutely okay. Do you have any, like, go-to, like, inspiration, like, people or books or, or anything when you're needing, like, maybe, like, a creative boost? Ooh, 
oh, there's so many. Instagram is just full of so many talented people. I follow a lot of like really great like sex positive people and artists and like sex educators and that kind of thing. Like Ruby Rare is fucking amazing. Um, Erica Hart's amazing. Come Curious is a really great podcast. Evian Whitney, Sexiopa, I think that's how you say it. Lisa Splisson. Uh, Ailey Banks does some really amazing work. Uh, Francis Cannon is a love and amazing. The Bulba Gallery is great. Yeah, there's like, it's just, oh, there's so many cool people to follow, <laughs> to support. Like, yeah, I could be here for literally like hours just like naming everyone. Yeah. Instagram um, is incredible, like what it's done for so many people and so many industries. I guess, like, yeah, it's really built so many communities. Yeah, it has. It is really good for community, for sure. I have a really random question. Going, like, way back to the beginning of us chatting, you mentioned how you kind of just grabbed, like, some felt tips when you very first started your drawing. Yeah. Um, And I was just curious about, like, the medium of your drawing. Is it always felt? Is there a reason behind that? it's just very playful and I'm just wondering if there's like an intention yeah I think when I first started those markers were what was close to me and what happened to be pink so I was like yep that's the thing I'm going to use but then like over time I think I've just appreciated the warmth that drawing on paper first can bring so now it's a little bit more complicated in the way that I make art so it is still like a bit of a 50-50 mix between starting on paper first, pencils, markers, that kind of thing, and then bringing it on to my computer and adding bits and pieces and getting the colour just right and all that stuff. But, yeah, I think I just really like the texture and the warmth because it's not just, like, a flat colour, if that makes sense. Yeah. I kind of like that you look like you could kind of, like, rub your finger on it and it would have, like, a, a sensation on your finger or whatever and it just feels a bit familiar slash not so serious, I think. But, yeah, I think I've always just tried to keep, like, the shapes kind of rounded and it a bit, like, organic and warm and inviting on the whole. Uh, But, yeah, Yeah. that's where it's going aesthetically. That's definitely how it comes off, I think, um, with the colours. And even though it's very bright and very fun, there is something that in the aesthetic that you've created that makes it the topic and the the image um, even more normal, I guess, because mm, it's something yeah. I'm quite familiar with. Yeah, I think the last thing I, I really wanted to ask was, like, what is it that you hope to achieve with Pink Bits and be remembered for with Pink Bits? Is there, like, like an end goal or is it just more of the really great stuff you're doing? I think I do view it as, like, a long-term project, um and just to draw as many people as I can I think on the whole the goal is that people feel represented and seen and celebrated so if someone looks at my work and has been inspired to kind of like look inwards or challenge something that they believed about themselves or unlearn like patriarchal lessons that they've been taught that's kind of the end goal And to just kind of like challenge all these dumb lessons we've been taught about our bodies and ourselves and who we are as people. So, yeah, I think that's kind of, that's the overarching 
that's the goal. That's the that's the mission. That's the mission statement. <laughs> Amazing. So doing your bit to fight the patriarchy and fuck yeah, awesome. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this episode of Clitastic Chronicles and found snippets of wisdom that you can apply to your own sexual health. If you like this podcast, share it around with your friends and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're getting your podcast from. This will help us make it easier to find. For more sex positivity, head to our website at smilemakerscollection.com. See you there.